Hello and welcome to I Got That One, a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast presented by me, Tom, and me, Yvonne. Well, here we are. We're now in the second of the second half of the quarterfinals of this season of University Challenge. What a whirlwind! I know, right? And once again, I'm saying it much more succinctly than Paxman ever does. <laughs> well, also, we only have six matches to go before the end. I know, right? Yeah, I'm Aww. at once extremely excited, but also a bit sad. Because this has been so much fun. This has been one hell of a season, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, it has been. There's been so many wonderful teams, amazing moments. Mm. There's been some really great witticisms, both from Paxman and from certain uh, team members. Yeah. I've really, really loved this one. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed myself immensely as well. Yeah, it'll be bittersweet when we finally do the final. Yeah. But I'm sure that it's going to be an amazing roller coaster it of emotions. It is shaping up to be an extremely exciting uh, semi-finals and finals. For sure. But before we get too navel-gazily and look into the path ahead of us, mm. let's look at what's right in front of our feet. And we have, you know, the uh, the London derby we were kind of expecting. Yeah, Kings versus Imperial. Now, if you cast your minds back to our predictions episode mm. and we kind of laid out our cards and said what we think is going to happen. We did say that much as we love Kings, uh, we thought that uh, their path would end at the quarterfinals. Yeah, and yeah. I think we've been proven right. Uh, we have, yeah. we have. Which um, I don't want to take any glee from saying that because, like I said, really fun uh, team to watch play. Yeah, and like Paxman said, uh, Kings has only lost once yeah. so far. Um, this obviously being their second and final exactly. um, appearance. Um, Imperial, on the other hand, has had so far two wins, two defeats. Of course, this match bringing them up to three wins. Exactly. So I would definitely say that Imperial has had uh, some practice, shall we say. <laughs> They've probably. I think they've been in front of the camera the most. Yeah, they've been put right? through the ringer for so sure. So highest losers, and then again here having to come back three times in order to qualify properly for the semi-finals. Right? So let's. I mean, I don't think we should go over the teams because you really know. Yeah, what we know everyone by now. Pretty much, mm-hmm. we've seen them both fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk in more general terms still, or should we just break yeah, it down? Yeah, I would just you know um, continue by saying that because Imperial has had that much more practice, um, it shows. So I found that I everyone, so. every single person on the Imperial team, just seemed comfortable, confident. Everyone was smiling and having fun. For sure. And you know what? This was, I think, their best showing yet in terms of both the final score, mm-hmm. almost three hundred. Yeah. But also just, yeah, in just terms of how much everybody contributed, how much more confident everybody was. So I definitely feel like especially Wong and Maro have come out of their shells a great deal. Yeah. This is a far cry from the team we first saw much, in the first round. Much far cry indeed, yeah. Yeah, everyone's buzzing in, everyone's contributing. Uh, they seem more relaxed as well. Mm. You know, especially in terms of their body language. Yeah. Justin Wong still feel, looks a little bit like he needs a nap. Uh, he seems <laughs> I think He's just tired. concentrating very well. Actually, sure. I noticed that sometimes when Paxman is reading out the questions, the entire Imperial team has their heads bowed a little, mm. kind of like they're just intensely focusing. I think that's just probably what it is. It could be that, you know, maybe it's one of these uh, hello tactics that uh, the... Uh, <laughs> the previous Imperial team taught yeah, them. Yeah, well, you know, uh, they did say that the society has a particular um, thing that they do, which mm. we're not allowed to know about. Mm. Evidently, it's working. Yeah, definitely. On the other side, I feel like Kings has been one of the more consistent teams they've been definitely consistent I think they gave Imperial a very good contest today For at least in the first half and the um, first half a bit toward the end as well yeah yeah. Um, but I think what really bit them in the backside was just that they're a little bit slow on the buzzer 
Yeah. And well, I mean, slow on the buzzer compared to people like Cohn who are just well, lightning yeah. fast. I think that everyone else is slow in comparison. Yeah. I, so I wouldn't catch. I wouldn't necessarily classify um, uh, Kings as slow necessarily. Slower. Slower, which everyone is. So I can think of teams that are actually quite slow. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think um, Strathclyde is a little bit slow. True. Birkbeck even a little bit. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. Um, I think also in terms of conferring, yeah. um, what definitely helped is Cohn has kept his same um, <laughs> high in, energy, high energy, pulling uh, the team along very to make sure decisive. we get the answer. Yeah, yeah, very decisive passing as well. No waffling. Uh, you can tell sometimes Raman very knowledgeable, but can be a little bit long winded. So you see Cohn having to determine very quickly. Okay, do you have the answer or not? I mean, I do feel for Raman as someone who can get a little bit on the waffly side of things, yeah, trying I mean, to explain. Yeah, I clearly mean. he is, you know, thinking out loud, but it's not what you need to do at this time. So it's good that they have a captain like Cohen to, you know, push things along. For sure, because if they ever have to face someone like Warwick again, mm. um, they're going to need to, they're you know... They're going to need it, yep. Shave off the last few seconds of the conferring. Yeah. So I think this is a good avenue to start talking about some of the questions which came up. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were so many interesting ones. Yeah. Uh, why don't you start? Because I tend to um, dominate these proceedings. Sure. I quite liked uh, the question on Le Corbusier. Oh yeah! Right, so I I knew at this point that he designed some furniture. Exactly, because you've seen my parents. Uh, <laughs> yes, furniture. but not entire states. No. Entire states, okay. Well, key buildings in the capitals of some states. For sure. Which I think is, you know, some of the most uh, prominent pieces of architecture in certain states. Yeah, I didn't know that he pretty much designed all of Chandigarh. Chandigarh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kings did answer New Delhi, which was wrong. But, because can you imagine? geographically if... very, very close. Though, so that was very good by them. Yeah, Punjab and Haryana is just a state above. So yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah. Uh, personally, I liked the question on cavalry because mm. it really warmed uh, my little nerd soul to know of all course. of these things. Yes. You did very well on that one. Yes. Uh, better than Imperial. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> haha, in your face, uh, extremely intelligent uh, people <laughs> who are much younger than me. <laughs> I know cavalry slightly better than you. All right. All right. Simmer down, Tom. <laughs> I mean, uh, when they answer physics questions, it made me feel very <laughs> inadequate. So, yeah. you know, I'll um, take the wins where I can. I also quite liked uh, the bonus questions on singers of Amazing Grace, which is apparently the most sung hymn in history. Uh, no, it's the one with the most recordings in the U.S. Library of Congress. And maybe also the most sung in history. I just feel like it is. I mean, it might be because it's uh, one of the big songs they sing in a whole load of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice hymn, especially when you sing it all spooky, like when they did, which they did in Far Cry 5. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're going for real cult vibes because it was you know, one of those weird religious sects in uh, Montana. Yeah. And it's a song that's been sung, you know, um, in different times across history so in different styles as well and then mm-hmm. kind of came across by in different genres as well more country more kind of R&B yeah. that's pretty fun yeah and um, it goes to show that um, Cohen does know Rufa Franklin very yeah, well that's yeah. good that was lightning fast. They don't know Johnny Cash. Yeah, I think they, I mean, it was familiar to me as well, because Johnny mm. Cash is a very um, recognizable voice, but sometimes the, the name just doesn't come to you. He's one of those voices where you've heard him everywhere, but you're yeah. not quite sure if it's him or someone else who sounds almost like him. Because there are very similar sounding male singers, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes Leonard Cohen has sounded a bit like him, Yeah, but I'd be very surprised if Leonard Cohen would ever sing Amazing Grace as a Jewish man. 
Possibly not. Yeah. <laughs> and the other two, I had no idea who they were. Yeah. And I love that interaction where you could see Conan Raman were really kind of discussing. Being, is it this person? Opera singer. It doesn't quite sound like it. And meanwhile, Mario's just kind of shrugging at. Uh, <laughs> at Justine, yeah. Yeah, just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this. Yeah. Circling back to my talking about Far Cry 5 because segue into another Ubisoft Yay. game. We know that uh, Cone has played Assassin's Creed Odyssey because mm-hmm. he was trying to answer a 4th century BC um, Athenian philosopher. Yeah, I remember playing that game as well and I thought of, I remember that character's face and everything, but just the name escaped me. I do not remember that person in the slightest. <laughs> I think she shows up some, sometime in the middle of the game. Okay, um, I don't know. I think I was too much taken by uh, that real, um, you know, party-flinging uh, Athenian guy. You know the one who has the goat that comes out of the uh, bedroom? Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name. Uh, Akibiadis, I think, or something. Oh, uh, yeah, Akibiadis. Yes, I mean, it's very hard to remember <laughs> anyone else when you have that horn dog. Uh, <laughs> I remember him. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Oh, yeah, this is a University Challenge podcast. It is, Tom. Another one I liked because... For once, I was able to answer this kind of question was summing two binary numbers and giving the decimal answer. Yes, yeah, so we actually had a discussion about this mm-hmm. and uh, that's something that I learned for the first time. Yeah, mm. working out how to read binary in a way that would make sense in our decimal system. Mm, and apparently that it's how um, computers are programmed because it's the most efficient way to store data. Yeah, it's because also you're more less likely to make uh, errors if you convert stuff into binary mm-hmm. and whenever you do anything in terms of coding it gets converted into binary in the background for in terms of memory storage because mm. it's very easy to you know read a one and a zero yeah the same way why digital radio sounds clearer than analog radio because it's either on or off one or zero okay what cool world we live in yeah and today i learned yeah today i learned also uh today i learned um fermat sandwich theory Mm, oh, yes, about uh, the number in between a perfect square and a perfect cube. Yeah, which yeah. was 26. Mm. Not two, as uh, Triggs... Uh, attempted, yeah. Yeah. Now, I think we should talk about uh, Triggs a bit here because <laughs> I have never felt more for someone yeah. than him where he had two close calls. Two very, very close calls. Uh, Agrippa and Agrippina, Second and Third Amendment. Yeah, and yeah. I really felt for him because you could see you on could his face that him, he yeah. knew the answer, but he just answered a bit too soon. <laughs> and we have said in the past... Which he's done before. He needs to slow points. down. He needs to not be so fast on certain buzzes because... Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to be because yeah. we've also said that sometimes against certain teams you mm-hmm. have to be fast, but... I guess if you're not able to do that well, then, yeah. It is an imperfect art. And I think we've had this discussion with other contestants before that often you have to guess what the rest of the question is going to be. Mm. And you can often make educated guesses about what it is that they're asking for. But yeah, I think in this case, he obviously knew the correct answer. It's just, you know, something, some brain mouth connection didn't exactly. Exactly. But. I could see when Imperial did take the rebound that uh, they were sympathetic towards Imperial and gave him, you know, a kind of, I'm sorry, look, it's a competition, I'm going to make use of it, but I'm not taking any pleasure in this. Yeah, but, you know, like I said before, um, Kings did have very, very, uh, some very close calls. Yes, so for I sure. think so. In in some respects, they did give up. A, they did give a very good contest. Absolutely, mm. and I think when we first had these two um, miss uh, buzzes, at first I thought, oh, the scores be close enough to where that would be the deciding factor. Mm. But actually, I don't think it would have made that much a difference in the end. So because yeah, it was a pretty big gap, two sixty five to ninety five. Yeah, there was a part at the so. end where I that Simpsons <laughs> meme came to mind of the stop. He's already dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I, I have think to say, Imperial were just having 
having fun. Yeah. Right? It wasn't anything else. Yeah. This is the combination of, yeah, playing five times and getting really, really good at answering <laughs> exactly. questions. Exactly. Practice makes perfect. I was very impressed by this outing by um, mm-hmm. Imperial. Very and I was. think that depending on who they meet next time, yeah. because they have to play one more quarterfinal match. Yes. We might see them in the semis. And I think... I think that's very likely. I think they would deserve to be there they after would. this performance, for sure. They would. And a very good job to Kings. Absolutely. Congratulations on making it this far. Yeah. One more time. I, I want to keep reiterating this just to make sure that people understand me. I really enjoyed watching Kings play. I know. Jackson is, was a really fun captain to watch yeah. uh, interact with his team. More studies in history. Yeah, they were well-rounded in terms of their domain knowledge. Mm. They all got involved, especially Weaver and Zoo near the ends getting much more involved in conferring yeah, and sure. in buzzing in sure. which is always fun to see because mm-hmm. sometimes it's either the captain or just the one person who's dominating a lot so it's good to see them getting more involved as well but niceness doesn't win competitions unfortunately no I think this is a good uh, time to segue into some stats I think it's a perfect time to segue into some stats because this episode every single person buzzed in on a starter that's I think the second or third match we've had that uh, the fourth actually so oh. the first time we saw this was in episode 6 yeah and then again in 20, episode 28 yeah. 29 and now 30 so we're actually seeing more of a pattern where I guess as the teams qualified to the end they're just more likely to be teams where everyone buzzes in and everyone is strong in their own way for sure yeah do you have any other stats which are worth pointing out yes so courtesy of Twitter account UC stats absolutely some very interesting um, stats this time so Imperial got as many correct starter questions as Kings got questions well starter questions wow so imperial got 14 out of 20 starter questions correct mm-hmm. uh, and kings got six out of 14 starter questions correct. Wow. yeah and then in terms of bonus questions uh, imperial got a total of 42 bonuses they got 28 of those correct which was about 67 percent that's pretty good uh kings got 15 bonus questions and they got nine of those correct so about 60 percent yeah so clearly you know i think they were e- almost equally good on the bonus questions it's just that imperial got many many more starters of course yeah i felt like there were a lot of drop points as well yeah so imperial had three incorrect interruptions compared to kings two yeah both so, were near the end with cone um yeah so a total of 25 yeah. points lost but then still I, I don't think it really mattered in the end no it's very um, clear I at that point, you're having fun, so it doesn't matter if you're losing points. Yeah, and Imperial had six correct interruptions also. Yeah. Uh, Kings also three incorrect, uh, sorry, three correct interruptions. Also, isn't this the one where they had the longest continuous line of questions? Yes, so... 15 questions, I think, in a row went to Imperial. Yeah, most consecutive questions by Team 15. Um, next uh, in that list is Maudlin Cambridge on episode 23 with 14. Yes. Yeah. So, so very, very impressed. Very good job by Imperial. And before we go into the real reason everyone is here... <laughs> of course. Is there any last uh, business you want to talk about? Mm, uh, no, I think the main thing is that I'm really looking forward to seeing Imperial up against um, other teams. I wonder if they will face Warwick again and what that will be like. Actually... I have a question for you. Do you think with this performance we've seen Imperial now, mm. if we had this Imperial team mm. facing against the work they've faced before, mm. would they have performed better? Because that match was closer than the score let on. Yeah, I think it really depends on who they're facing up yeah. against because I think some teams are more intimidating and scary than others. <laughs> I mean, if I was up against Warwick, I'd just run home. So. Yeah, before they saw your lunch, man. <laughs> 
So I think that makes a difference as well, right? The kind sure. of energy and the team that your uh, energy that the opponent gives, exactly, and, and how that kind of maybe changes your mood and your strategy as well. Yeah, well, that's how Strathclyde won against the Imperial in the first round because mm. they used some psychological warfare in the green room, apparently. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. We'll see. But uh, yeah, enough uh, talk about this quiz nonsense. Let's mm. talk about the real reason we're here. The best dressed. <laughs> the best dressed. You know, as a parting gift for Kings, mm. uh, we've selected Weaver to be our best dressed. Yes, I really enjoyed uh, seeing her lovely dark vest over a polka dot blouse mm-hmm. and very nice long earrings as well. She looked really nice, very elegant. She always has, exactly. She's always really dressed to impress. I think we've given her best dress before. I think every time she, uh, Kings <laughs> have played, we've given them best dress. Yeah. Uh, and we gave Tri- once because he had a very nice badger yes. um, shirt, right? So Jackson had the the unicorn shirt. I remember once. Oh uh, yeah, correct. Uh, this so, time around, I mean, mm. Zoo is wearing the same stuff he always wears. Yeah, so. very conservative. Yeah, you know, nice. But I think yeah, Imperial. Uh, sorry, Kings have definitely come with the fashion this time. I enjoyed seeing that. Yeah, I mean, Triggs was wearing what looked like a rugby shirt. Mm, but so. I mean, throughout the competition. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm. Uh, so on the other side, I think I've seen that shirt before, Cone. Um <laughs> I think we might have. I mean, he just has a lot of similar looking yeah. shirts. And also, I, I haven't proven this, correct or not, but I feel like uh, Katie was wearing uh, something that uh, like her sister wore. A yellow turtleneck. Yeah. I feel like that's what uh, the other Mario wore. Um, she could have. Uh, when St. John's played their first game. <laughs> well, we could check this we could check this mm. but you know where's the fun in that it's always <laughs> better to kind of try and roughly remember yes but you know overall i feel like uh both teams were definitely dressed to impress this time around yeah which is nice to see yeah it was very nice to see um overall this match absolutely mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to seeing what imperial does next mm-hmm. um considerations to kings there's always next year but congratulations as well congratulations for making it this far making it to the quarterfinals of ufc challenge is already a phenomenal feat. It is. It so is. you can go home with your head held high. For sure. And apparently they weren't able to kind of hang out afterwards because of quarantine. And Yeah, uh, that's really unfortunate. That's a real thing. Yeah. I think that's always the one of the more fun parts of mm. um, this competition to be able to meet other yeah, make new friends and all that. And I and I have to say again, it's you know doubly impressive that all these teams are doing this in the middle of the worst pandemic of our lifetime. Yeah. So and really still being good able job. to look good despite yeah. pandemic. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, trends. So, yeah. So yeah, very well done. And we look forward to next week. And then we are very very soon into the semifinals. Oh my god, it's all coming so soon. I know, I'm going to cry. Oh. Well, don't make us cry. Send us um, some messages on social media instead. We're on Twitter as Igto. Yep. Uh, also on Instagram as I got that one. And please, if you want to drop us an email, we're on igtopodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your pets, listen to our <laughs> uh, podcast. Please rate us on iTunes or wherever we're listed because that really helps with the algorithm stuff. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Thank you so much much and we'll see you next week yes goodbye from me that's goodbye from me bye-bye